Hi there, I'm Tonya. And my name is Regan, and this is The Student Sessions. In our fourth series, we look behind the filter, interviewing the newly published authors of our brand new book, The Truth Behind the Filter, who chat to us about how they've been able to overcome setbacks, celebrate their successes, and live life away from behind the filter. Hi, and welcome to the student sessions. Today we are joined by Tarek Westcar. Hi, Tarek. <laughs> Hi guys, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, thanks, yeah. Thanks very much for joining us. I know how busy you are in the creative world. Um, I'm going to hand over to Regan, who's going to kick us off. Brilliant, thank you so much, Tanya. So in today's episode of the Student Sessions, um, we have the amazing Tarek with us, and he's going to talk about his experience with managing expectations from others, uh, work-life balance and how talking with others can help not only our mental health but also our physical health too. Um, so Tarek, before we kind of get into it, can you introduce yourself? Hi guys, I'm, I'm Tarek. Um, I live in London, I've grown up here, been living here my whole life. Um, I, I don't go to uni right now but I'm just working as a graphic designer. So yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Brilliant. Um, and so your story, Tarek, starts around the age of 16. Um, so can you tell us and our audience what life was like um, back then for you? Okay, well, I, yeah, at that time, it was kind of, there was a lot of um, changes that I had to deal with, you know, going from secondary school, after I got my, my bursary for um, boarding school, which is kind of through GCSE work like good good um good results in my GCSEs um so yeah I kind of had to prepare myself mentally at that time dealing with like different social environments like a high level of education as well um that I could say that was when the pressure started to build up but I, yeah I was just growing into that that role I guess and what do you mean by um, pressure, Tarek? Tell us a bit about what that was like for you. Um, well, from when I, I, I first got the bursary, I guess, like, I, I wasn't really, I didn't really want to accept it at first, actually. Um, but I, I remember hearing from, from my mum and my friends, like, they, they kind of talked me into it, I guess, to, to think more about going into it, but I just remember um, hearing from teachers like saying that, yeah, like th this is a great opportunity. Like you have to make the most of this, especially like someone being from London, like it is something that will kind of change your life. And even those words, it doesn't sound big at the time that you hear them, but it, it kind of, it kind of sinks in, I guess. Um, so yeah, hearing that from teachers and family as well, it's just it, it kind of made me realize that this was something that no one, not a lot of people like me, had done before. So, so, that, so, yeah. so, was it that you didn't feel you, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? That you didn't feel that you deserved the bursary, or did you feel the pressure of having to, because you'd got the bursary, that you felt the pressure of having to really succeed? Where did the, where specifically did the pressure come from at that point? It was mostly, because yeah, at the time I didn't feel like I deserved the bursary, but it, yeah, it was mostly, I, I didn't know if I would be able to live up to that, I guess. Um, 
because when I, I kind of looked into where I was going to, I saw like all the all the successful students and like how difficult the the subjects were, and I just I didn't feel like I was equipped to be able to handle that that type of thing. So, yeah. So this this feeling of not being able to really fit in, really, and um, do you yeah. think that a part of that's also, you know, well, I think we would sort of describe a little bit is this sort of imposter syndrome, where yeah. you kind of feel like you know uh you shouldn't be here and you feel like a an imposter um can you kind of you know what how did you kind of start to kind of navigate that and kind of start to like overcome that well yeah i guess yeah so it it was definitely imposter syndrome you could say um i kind of internalized it so i wouldn't say I'd, i'd say that yeah, it was definitely imposter syndrome. Um, and I, I I don't think that I really dealt with it or overcame it. Um it was just something that was that was there on my mind the whole time. Um I'd say that I I did make friends. Like it, it's not like I didn't fit in at all, but I couldn't really I, I wasn't really able to be like hundred percent myself. Like I felt like I would, I could only it's like I had to try and, and fit in with them. Like I, I had to be half of myself, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah, like for example, like being from London, like I, I couldn't use slang or I couldn't talk the way that was natural to me so that they could understand me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was just simple things like that. And what kind of, you know, um, you say you've started to connect with new people. What kind of advice would you give to other people who are struggling to find that, you know, their community or, or you know, the, their people? What kind of advice would you give to people to kind of approach um, new people and try and connect with them? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say, um, I say, don't do what I did. Don't uh, don't try and fit in with people because I, I think we're all different for a reason i'd say just be yourself to be honest because mm-hmm. it's it's more interesting that way like people people are interested by by our individual personalities and and yeah just our differences so i'd say be be genuine um yeah and then people can relate to that more mm-hmm. and kind of let those people come to you exactly yeah yeah because if if you're trying to yeah, it just feels like if you're, it feels like you're trying to copy someone, and then it, it, it kind of people can see that they mm-hmm. can see when you're not genuine. They they can kind of tell as well. So it it kind of creates a barrier. Whereas like if you're being yourself, then you can be more casual around people, and then they they kind of relax around you as well. They they reciprocate how you how you are towards them. And do you, um, you know, talking about, you know, uh, sort of school life and sort of the work-life balance, how did you kind of deal with that and deal with the workload? Was was it a lot? Yeah, I feel like a lot is, is kind of an understatement. But, um, yeah, uh, I, during the first year, because it was only two years that I spent there, so the first year, I had a hard time um, trying to find that balance because I kind of um, 
I procrastinated a lot. So I, there'll be times when I'll just, like my friends would ask me if I if I wanted to play games and that would be the first thing I'd do. And then studying was like in the back of my mind. So that would kind of create a downward spiral in the sense that by, by the end of the day, I realized that there was still a lot of things that needed to be done. So I spent a lot of nights and early mornings just trying to cram in the like studying, revision, assignments and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, that was kind of how I dealt with it at first. And then towards the second year, I spent most of my, my lunches and break times um, just like in the library studying. Um, and that kind of made it easier to to know when to relax because if I if I stuck to those times where you're you're kind of if you kind of dedicate a certain time to, to studying, then everything else can can be time for relaxing and just like de-stressing. So that's what I kind of figured out in the second year. So we know, Tarek, from your amazing talent, which we're going to talk about in a bit, that you are a creative and that's clearly kind of, you know, a, a huge skill that you've got there. Like, If anyone has seen Tarek's work, it is amazing. <laughs> Do you feel that because you are more creative, that that's why you didn't necessarily like or that, that you didn't necessarily um adapt to the studying side as well do you think that was a challenge for you do you think you were kind of more you know interested in that that move towards being you know showing your creative side um to some extent yeah because i i, I did i did actually like the subjects that that are studying it's just that i'm the type of person that doesn't like studying in general like i'd rather learn than study to make sense um but i was definitely more yeah, I definitely spent a lot of time on the whole art side of things. Like I remember even with even with that subject, like I would spend hours doing like paintings and all these all these different forms of art. But when it came to writing about it, like I, I kind of yeah, I really struggled in, in that sense. So I spent more time on the creative side on on like just the imagination side, if that makes sense, and, and less time on the the more educational side. And as you were studying, did you kind of have a vision in terms of your career and where you wanted to go? Had you started to think about that? Kind of what were you thinking? Um, at that time, I kind of had no idea. Like people would ask me and I would say, I wanted to do graphics, or I wanted to stud study graphics at uni. And it kind of tied into expectations as well, because I remember um, one of the teachers would ask, like, where where did I want to go um, for university and, and what did I want to study? And I would kind of just say as like a, a default um, response, like, yeah, I'm just going to study graphics. But I didn't actually know if that's what I wanted to do or not. And I didn't really realise that until after I left when... Um, I did apply to, I did apply to a place, and I actually got a place at, um, at I got a foundation place, but I, at the same time, I kind of realised that's not what I wanted to do. So, yeah, I, I kind of figured it out after boarding school. 
So what did you do after boarding school? Just explain a little bit about your journey since boarding school, just for our listeners' benefit. Okay, so, yeah, I, after I left, um, I just had a lot of free time. Like, I, I relaxed for, for a good few months, and I was trying to just do my own things, like, in terms of art and stuff. I started practising, like, painting more. Um, I got another job on the side, so I was just kind of, kind of balancing um, life outside of education with just what I wanted to, wanted to do with the art. And then, um, yeah, just just getting into work, I guess. And it kind of moved on from there. So I didn't really have time for education anymore. Um, and then I started learning more about graphics, which it wasn't intentional at the time as well, but it, I kind of leaned naturally into that, um, into those skills. And then it kind of helped me just get to where I, I needed to go. Like when, when I said I, I wanted to do graphics, I had no idea how to get there. But in the end, I still got there. So, yeah. And we are very lucky at TG Consulting that you came to us. I mean, we discovered <laughs> you. We're going to take full credit, aren't we, Regan? We found you, Tarek. So uh, we discovered you. Uh, and you've done some amazing um, things since you've joined the business. Um, namely... Uh, you designed the front cover of our newly published second book, The Truth Behind the Filter. How does it feel, Tarek, to see your work in print in bookshops worldwide? I feel like it still hasn't sunk in yet. <laughs> I'm not the type of person to really reflect on, on achievements and stuff, but it, I'd say, yeah, it, it does feel good just to see objectively that people have seen my work. Like even if you think about how how much people walk past like the book in a day, it just means like a lot of people will be able to see my stuff. So yeah, when I think about that, like it it makes me more proud, I guess. But why do you find it difficult to celebrate your achievements? Because you said there that you don't really reflect on that being a positive. Why why do you not celebrate that and shout it from uh... the rooftops? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or I, I'm I'm still not even sure what it is, but I just um yeah, I just I, I never really reflect on 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 how well I've done, I guess. Like even even in terms of art, like when people tell me like my my work is good, I kind of don't see it because I've been I spent like countless hours looking at the same thing so when someone when I look at that it just looks blank to me I guess but then someone else who looks at um someone else who sees it for the first time like it's a completely different perspective from my own sort of experience I totally feel you Tarek of like when people tell you that your work is good and it, with whatever it is for graphic design or, or anything um but I've started to learn to like just trust other people and even if yeah. I don't think my work is great or is worth sort of celebration or anything I listen to the people that are telling me it is good and I just kind of have to like trust them more than I'm going to trust myself right because there's so many people telling you that it's good and they're from an outside perspective and they can see all of it rather than all the up close stuff 
surely they have a better view of your work and have a better understanding of it because of that from a further perspective and so I've started to learn to kind of just like you know allow myself to trust other people and I think you know yeah. do, do you kind of feel like perhaps it's kind of a sense of like you know can, can I you know do these people really know exactly what I'm doing uh and therefore they don't know if it's good or not or is it is it just like a I don't want to have this sort of attention on me what you know is there anything else that you might feel like uh i mean it's it's yeah it's, it's it's more of the sense that like i don't really i don't really look for the attention not that i'm i'm hiding from it but i just yeah i i that's not really the first thing i guess that makes sense mm-hmm. but I, I, I agree with you in terms of um, like having to just take, I guess, take the the comments as they come, like take the the appreciation of of my work and stuff. So I kind of take that as a measure of um, like how good it is. Not in the not in the sense that I'm only um, appreciating appreciating my stuff because of other people, but it kind of lets me know outside of my own perspective that it is something to celebrate it. Like it is something that people actually like. Yeah, for sure. And we got to give you another huge congratulations because obviously not only have you done the artwork for the book, but you're also in it as well. And <laughs> it's actually amazing that you can, you know, have your name twice in a book. Um, so how does it feel to also be an author in the book? <laughs> okay, yeah, that that I can say, yeah, that, that does feel good. Um, I, it's something that I never, like even a year ago, I never really thought about, I never considered, but it, it feels nice to know that, yeah, I guess people can just hear about my experiences. And I, I know there's a lot of people that, that might relate to the same type of topic, so... It feels good to know that other people can find encouragement and and just a second a second opinion in in agreement, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's just it's I, I want to be able to inspire people, so I I know that it definitely might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And is it possible for us to hear a section from your chapter? Yeah, of course. Um, I have a section which is actually the last paragraph, but it still kind of sums up the the chapter, I guess. Um, So the period between GCSEs and university was crucial for me and many others due to the multiple challenges we had to face. By balancing high expectations, studies and making new friends, as well as dealing with imposter syndrome and eczema, this grew into a mass of negative emotions which I was unable to share with those closest to me. Ironically, what stopped me from breaking down was a spontaneous conversation with a friend. If I was able to express myself from the start, I would have avoided unnecessary stress, giving me the the mental capacity to study efficiently, as well as spending quality time with with my friends. That's why it's important to let it all out. It releases the weight from your shoulders, and it may encourage other people to do the same. And then it ends from there. 
That's amazing, Tarek. Congratulations. How would you have felt um, if you just go back to kind of when you started boarding school and you were um, struggling uh, with life and your, the work-life balance and you'd have read your chapter? How would, you, how would that have impacted you or how would that made you feel? I feel like that, that would have helped a lot because that's kind of, um, that's kind of the inspiration with, behind my chapters or as I said like inspiring people right so I feel like yeah it would have encouraged me to to find someone to talk to like it, even though it was hard to to relate to people at the end of the day like there's like we're not all so different that we can't understand each other so I felt like well I feel like it, it would have helped me a lot with um just getting closer to people, which would have helped with like imposter syndrome, realizing that that I did deserve to be there. Um, it would have helped me in terms of being able to ask teachers for help, which would have um, kind of helped me manage my time better with studies and help me get get questions and and get them answered. Um, yeah, it, it just would have helped me feel that everything was okay like it was okay to 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 be stressed it was it was okay to be overwhelmed at, at a certain time but like it, it was all right in the end um yeah it didn't have to be a a, a a thing that lasted the whole two years um if i just and i said this in the paragraph as well but if i just found someone to talk to at the start then there never would have had to be had to have been um a struggle I guess so yeah well huge congratulations Tarek and well done for sharing uh, your story and for stepping out from behind the filter um thank you also for joining us as our guest on today's podcast it's been thank great you. having you it's been great to be here thank you guys and I'm sure there's lots more design stuff that you need to be getting on with. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to Tarek for joining us, for being amazing and for being inspirational. And to our listeners, do join us again on the next episode of The Student Sessions. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on socials. Just search TG Consulting on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Covering an incredibly diverse variety of themes from mental health to discrimination, imposter syndrome to student parenthood, the truth behind the filter offers 50 unique and inspirational stories detailing the various barriers our authors have overcome. You can find it in WH Smith, Waterstones and other great bookstores worldwide. You can also find it online at these places and on Amazon. Just search the truth behind the filter to feel inspired now.